Hello, I'm Dr. Deepak Bhatt, Editor-in-Chief of the Journal of Invasive Cardiology, and I'm here today with Dr. Didi Wang, who has a very interesting paper published in the Journal of Invasive Cardiology called Left Ventricular Remodeling After Anterior STEMI PCI, Imaging Observations in the Door to Unload Pilot Trial. And in addition to Dr. Wang, there are a bunch of other terrific co-authors, folks like uh, Bill O'Neill, well-known to this audience, Jeff Moses, Ray Kim, Alexander Lansky, Pam Douglas, Naveen Kapoor, uh, other terrific folks as well. And I thought it was a really interesting study that perhaps gives us a taste of what's to come from the larger ongoing unload trial. But Aditi, maybe you can just give the audience, you know, in a minute or so, just a quick background about what this study was and what you found. Yeah, no, thank you so much. It's a privilege to re represent all of the co-authors. This study is the imaging observations of the DTU pilot study. So there were 50 patients in there. 39 of them actually had imaging follow-up with echo and cardiac MRI. And in brief, we found that the three to five day cardiac MRI actually was very correlative with the 90 day echocardiographic LV ejection fractions, which might be an early marker for GDMT therapy and modifications for these patients. We also found that in these patients, if they had an infarct size that was greater than 25% initially after the DTU to unload, they actually had a worse outcome with the LV in diastolic volumes and also with the sizing too. So some prelim data that's very teasing, and we hope to have more coming forward in the coming uh, months. Yeah, I think it really was a very clever study. Uh, do you think that this is going to be the future in terms of research in these types of patients where we use cardiac MRI much more? Of course, it's a challenging thing to do in patients perhaps that are undergoing primary PCI or with cardiogenic shock or with that intersection. Of course, in the acute setting, it's not practical at all, but certainly, you know, in the days soon after admission or after the procedure, it could be done, you know, as you were doing here. Do you think that's the future of how we assess the efficacy of therapies in those settings? That's an excellent question. There's so many imaging modalities, but true calculation of infarct size and LV mass is really limited to cardiac MRI right now. And with what we have is available for most hospitals, you know, in our study population, only a few single digit patients fell out because they couldn't get a cardiac MRI. One was basically to GFR, another one was just access loss to follow-up. So it could be the future wave. What we're finding is that there's a lot of correlation. So why delay care? Why delay access to knowledge when you can get it to it sooner and potentially impact how you're going to treat that patient sooner too? Yeah, no, very, very, uh, very interesting. And as far as these results, you know, these were, of course, patients with STEMI. What do you think the role is of Impella, and what do you predict will be seen in the unload trial? Well, I, I know what I want to see in the unload trial, but I don't know that the results are the answer to that. I wish I did. What I can see is that what this paper is showing in the door to unload with delayed perfusion, reperfusion, there actually was no adverse changes on imaging, which is something that's very novel. The absence of any adverse remodeling when there was delayed reperfusion, but there was unloading, something that the, the ultimate trial will be able to give us more data on. Uh, and that's kind of a game changer because that's not how we commonly think. We think door to balloon, door to balloon, and we have a 90 minute cutoff, but unloading was never taught in the general cardiology world beforehand. So we're part of a very nice disruptive uh, innovation period right now. Yeah, I think that's really very nicely said, quite uh, insightfully or common. It's just uh, emphasize to the audience here the point uh, that these data really do support is that there wasn't a penalty 
uh, for delay of PCI for the purposes of unloading the left ventricle mechanically. And by that, in plain English, what we're talking about is the impella. So it really is a revolutionary concept if this holds up you know, in the larger trial that's powered for clinical outcomes called unload. But I think the word you use is quite accurate, It'd be very disruptive because we've been focused scientifically in terms of processes measurement in terms of public reporting, even on things like door to balloon time, and that's appropriate. But perhaps if we let the LV rest a little bit, that is unloaded, you know, that'll expand the window in which uh, one can still accomplish timely reperfusion, but with a little bit of delay to, to allow that unloading. And there's certainly some animal data to support that concept. I think these pilot data in Journal of Invasive Cardiology further support it. But of course, uh, the truth is going to be in the large randomized clinical trial that's ongoing. Uh, any other thoughts about where the field is heading in general with respect to these issues of infarct size and its assessment? I mean, my sense is both with respect to devices, whether it's Impella or the supersaturated oxygen folks, uh, a number of different biological and medication-based approaches to decrease infarct size. There's once again, after maybe a decade or two of, of silence in the space of infarct, reduction, there's once again interest in it. But where do you see this field going? I think that this trial is going to be very disruptive. And what we're seeing right now is hopefully a change in how we approach these patients with cardiogenic shock. Like you said, the past few decades, mortality rate of over 50% has not actually changed. But if there is a suggestion that there's no penalty for delayed reperfusion, but that mechanical unloading may actually help these patients then we have an avenue for argument of maybe we need to do earlier interventions for GDMT in these patients once we have a cardiac MRI finding of early suggestions of infarct size changes. And this cutoff of 25% of infarct size cardiac MRI is something we put into this trial. There might be even stricter cutoffs or looser cutoffs. It's all data that needs to be analyzed and more patients are needed for this to be scientifically validated. But I think this is definitely warranting extensive studies and more trials. And I think the jury is out there for us to do more investigation before saying cardiogenic shock is a goner. Yeah. You know, I think one challenge in patients in cardiogenic shock or impending shock or just a big MI where there's concerns that they're going to develop shock is at least from a trialist perspective, you want patients that are sick, but perhaps not too sick. That is, if they're just, you know, essentially moribund and on, you know, triple pressors and hypotensive, actively coding. I mean, that sort of patient's hard to enroll in a trial, might be hard for even a modestly effective intervention to work. On the other hand, you don't want the typical trial patients that are the healthiest of the healthy coming in because there it can be difficult to show anything uh, is effective. So I think that's a particular challenge in cardiogenic shock type patients, even more so than other clinical scenarios. But as you allude to, we haven't made a lot of progress in terms of outcomes in cardiogenic shock, and we really do need more effective therapies at preventing it and once it occurs at, uh, at treating it. And, and you know, perhaps some of these uh, techniques that you're helping refine in terms of imaging will really help sort out what the best approaches are. Well, before closing, any final comments or thoughts about your study or otherwise for the audience? You know, I'm with gratitude to be able to be part of this study. I think you're absolutely right. We have so much more to learn. And one thing that you're alluding to is we don't have enough staging. This is just one variable from imaging that we're seeing from the study trial. There are so many more variables we have not discovered yet to say what stage of shock are the patients really at for clinical trial enrollment and for actual treatment down the road. Um, there's so much to learn and it's just a great opportunity to be part of science. Yeah, no, very nicely said. And I think this study is a great example of folks from the worlds of 
cardiac imaging and interventional cardiology and clinical cardiology working together in a very challenging therapeutic area. Well, thanks so much for joining me today. Congratulations on the paper. Thank you so much.